Hey friends, so uh, welcome to this first podcast that I'm filming. The initial one was just a little bit of an intro, and I want to give an intro right now of what this really is to me. This this business is about everything. Like It is about the perspectives we hold, it is about healing, it is about understanding yourself and, and really bettering yourself in whatever ways that are available to you. And my work here is that I am building my own sort of system and you're part of this evolution of really one trusting myself and allowing the space for others to then trust themselves to hear their inner voice and their guidance um, because I don't have all the answers. And so, you know, we are reaching into the field together. That is really the exercise that I am doing continuing with this business is to reach into my field, into the greater field, and to pull out things that are of service. And so anything I talk about is really what is encapsulating me, interesting me, and, and really bringing me to a space where I feel called to talk about it. And I trust that that is my way of being of service. So yeah, thank you again for being on this journey with me. So let's dive straight in because this topic has been really coming together for a while now. Okay, so what I want to talk about is building sacred world. And the reason why this is so important as a first podcast is it is key to everything that we are doing on this planet right now. And just heads up, the audio may not be perfect right now. You may be hearing chickens, dogs, cars, whatever. And this is just that experimental nature of where I'm at right now and just trying out different things. And plus, I can't plug in a microphone to this uh, phone and charge it at the same time, which is very annoying. But there's things, you know, that I'm slowly figuring out there as well. Anyway, so building sacred world. The reason why this is so important in our society right now is that we are at a point in time where we have all of the structures necessary to have a completely different kind of society. And if you have not been observing how our systems have been evolving recently in recent history in the past, you know, let's say a few thousand years since the, since the Romans, um, possibly beyond that, We've been living in an extremely extractive model, uh, a model that tends to decimate many, many things around it to uphold a very few, very delicate features of society. Um, you know, in our case, it's people who have wealth and power. However, you know, this these systems may change. So... And the change is what we're hoping for, right? So we live in these sort of extractive, extractive models, which are very destructive. They are taking up all resources and generally creating poisons, right? So not only are we decimating the, the lands that we're on, so you see that in the various you know climate change issues, you see that in deforestation, you see that in... Um, you know, the pollution of waterways, the pollution of air, the pollution of all of these natural resources, which are so essential and crucial to our health and being, are 
now being completely extracted from, completely turned and changed into things that are unrecognizable and likely what a lot of people do not want. However, you know, because we live in this model of extraction, of consumption, without reciprocity, without right relationship, we have made it to this point in time where now all of these supply chains exist, all of these systems exist, all of these um, people and rules exist to uphold this type of consciousness, this sort of system. We have 9 billion people on the planet and an ever-growing population that is upholding this sort of consciousness, this sort of system on our planet. However, we are at a very, very, very large turning point. And this turning point is really, you know, since COVID especially, it's been a wake-up call of like, what do you actually want? Like, look at what is happening in the world right now. Look at what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. And this is like, you know, what, what I feel like has happened through COVID. It's given people a chance to really reflect on how they spend their time on an hour-to-hour basis, as particularly when they're just stuck in their home, they're isolated, it's just them. And they have to really contend with the fact of like, what am I actually doing here? What am I actually using my time for when I don't have distractions when I do not have, you know, you know, partying or drinking or hanging out with friends or like, what is the actual purpose and meaning of my life in that sort of circumstance when I'm literally just stuck to a computer screen or TV screen and can only basically work for however many hours and I have to live with that. So it's, it's when people have seen it from that perspective and seen how their health has been impacted, seen, you know, how the effects of the world and how the, you know, governments have then treated people and how, you know, all of these things have come to light and how nature has then bounced back because of the lack of, you know, people polluting the planet and all the activity. It's like all of these things have been reflections of, okay, this is how the world changes when people actually just fucking stop. When people actually just stop and look at what is happening and what is going on. So in that respect, the system has been running in the background and, you know, a lot of people are have now woken more up to it. And some people have been on that path and journey for a long time. And what we're seeing now is that basically we have all of these systems you know, definitely including the internet with now AI coming into the picture. And we are at a choice point of, is this the model that we want to continue with? So that is a very important question. And I think if you were to ask a majority of people, they would say, no, we don't want to continue with this model. However, This requires effort. This requires change. This requires understanding. This requires growth. It requires new perspectives. And it requires vast amounts of energy and really like consciousness to shift. And the perspective that I've come upon recently that has started to make a lot more sense is that this whole time we've been building a temple. And... This temple has all of these pillars, all of these systems that uphold it. And the 
temple that we've been building and working on and slaving away for is the temple of extraction. And the way that I see this temple is actually that it is a death force. And let me get, let me make something very clear. There isn't actually nothing wrong with death forces. It is in the, you know, in the animal kingdom, in the plant kingdom, the death force is funguses. So funguses break down, they segregate, they chew up, they, you know, piece by piece rip apart all of the dead and dying matter that exists within nature. So they are a death force. They they basically destruct the things that are no longer serving a purpose and turn it into something rich, turn it into something nutritive for the rest of the system. However, in a system of, of extraction, when you when the death the the way the death force has been used is it has been constructed to take and rip apart and individualize and build certain kinds of things that are not actually then contributing back into the system and one way we can look at this is something like plastic plastic serves a purpose and it has a role to play in our society However, the, the fact that plastic is then dumped into our oceans, into our waterways, into wherever, into our landfills, without having a process to actually break it down into something nutritive that gives back to the system is causing a lot of issues, particularly because there is a lot of toxic components of plastic, which then inhibit certain, you know, certain microbes, certain like affect our bodies, affect animals' bodies, all these kind of things that then leads to an issue of it building up. Okay, so back to sacred world. So these death forces of extraction, which you can, you know, really see that there's been a lot of death and destruction caused by colonizing extractive forces that exist on this planet, either through, you know, well, mainly through humans. And this is the temple we built on and continue to build to particularly those who are in power so the question now is is what does it look like when we shift the way that i'm kind of looking at this right now is that we have all of the organs in place and the body is already moving in a certain direction so the organs being all of our economic and socio-political systems that already exist you know food supply chains we have like the nervous systems the brains all these kind of things all these systems already exist and they've already pro proliferated however they've proliferated into a direction and are moving in a direction which is causing harm and destruction to the planet now how do we shift that whole structure that whole thing into something that is not extractive into something that is sacred into something that is magic, into something that is regenerative, into something that is helping and benefiting the planet and is really a, a consciousness of environmental stewardship, of stewardship of not only of the land, but of people, of animals, of um, our natural resources and in, in how we design them, our buildings, our societies and, and cultures and, and, and in how we design them. 
how do we shift the structures that already exist, which have been going towards a model of extraction and extracting ruthlessly to a model of regeneration, to a model of benefit to all of humanity and the earth, not just the few and the many for slavery, basically. Let's be real. That's a really fucking big question. So, you know, as I've been taking this course with Dr. John Churchill and listening to different podcasts, particularly Aubrey Marcus's podcast, the theme that I've started to notice is that there's this idea of building the temple and the temple being something that is not something that necessarily exists as a physical entity, but as a spatial entity. And the way that I see it is that it, the temple is culture. The temple is your way of thinking. The temple is your core values. The temple is your rituals. The temple is all of these different pillars, these systematic pillars that uphold a new kind of system. And the way it's seeming like is that this information, this information temple, you know, which you can look at any religion, it, the, it, it itself is an energetic temple that you enter and you have a relationship with. And that is a key perspective of, of being in right relationship. So how, how are we shifting our culture into being in right relationship and how do we take the things that already exist on this planet and shift them towards being in right relationship and i think that is the next step of evolution of of this consciousness that we're going through is that people coming together back into tribes and communities whether it's online or not utilizing the tools that we have at our fingertips whether it's psychedelics whether it's the internet whether it's you know, meditation, whatever it is, whatever tools we have at, in our inner uh, dispo, disposition and using them based through our lineage, based through our cultures, based through our, not just based, rooted, rooted in nature, rooted in who we are, rooted in our bodies to build a new temple to build a new framework of operating, to build what is also known as a mandala. So, you know, one of the ways you can look at this is that you're setting, off, setting out a blueprint. So if you've ever seen the Tibetan mandalas, you can, you know, you can look at it from the top down. It, it basically looks almost like a structural blueprint of a building. And if we were to build an energetic mandala of this new energetic temple that we are building and considering all of the different bits and pieces and parts um, and building up the shape and structure, but really from, from a core seed of, of wisdom, of understanding, of love, of compassion, and of reciprocity, of right relationship, then that, man, that mandala... And then the resulting designs and experiments and inventions physically, technologically, socially, politically, economically are going to look a lot different than what we have right now. 
That being said, we don't need to throw out the baby with the bathwater because we can still use what we have learned and use the structures that already exist to build this new system. We just have to do it in a different way. The internet is neither good nor bad. AI is neither good nor bad. Money is neither good nor bad. Supply chains are neither good nor bad. It's just that if we want to move forward as a society, we need to just start doing things in a different way. And yes, certain things need to be taken away and certain things need to not exist any longer because there may not be a need for them in this new society. The reality of this is particularly, you know, when I have looked at sustainability and, and through my studies and through my understandings, every sort of invention that we have ever needed either already exists or has a very high possibility of being invented and created. There is endless amounts of resources. There's endless amounts of creativity and there's endless amounts of people that actually want to do the work to, to shift the society. The stop is the structures, the systematic colonial structures that exist today that are, are doing their most fucking hardest to uphold the structures that keep them in place, that keep their power. Once you remove those, once you actually allow the natural flow of people to move in the direction that it wants to move, then I think things will actually start to naturally fall into place. I don't know, but nature has a way of figuring itself out and we are not separate from nature. If we actually follow that inner field, that inner guidance, these things naturally evolve. The way that I've seen this happen in my life is that as I've been following my interests, every time I've done that, it has led me to the greatest lessons and sometimes the hardest lessons, but lessons that are so beneficial and crucial to my path that have allowed me to see greater perspectives and then be able to offer greater services, to be able to be of greater service. And that is what I'm really seeing is that to build a mandala, you don't actually have to worry about each and every piece of the mandala. You actually just have to worry about, you don't have to worry at all. You actually just have to follow yourself. You have to trust yourself. You have to follow your own intuition and know that whatever you do along your path, that that has been either set forth for you to learn and understand something new or that it is happening because it needs to happen. Likely both of those things. And that it is taking you on this journey because you're going where you need to go, even if it seems like a big mistake. So it's the work has already been done. It is just about now following that path and that timeline and trusting that you know what is best for you and allowing those things to unfold and evolve. And that is what creates the mandala. It is not a forced thing. It is something that is naturally occurring and you just have to allow yourself to go with that process. And the more you try to go, no, 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 it needs to be this way, which honestly can also be part of the process, then 
you can start to flow with it in a more natural rhythm and with less resistance more smoothly. And that creates more room in your life for the things to come in that can then speed up that evolution, that growth as this mandala then evolves. So yeah, it's a really big topic. But this is kind of what we're looking at. We're looking at the shift from this extractive model into back into a model of right relationship, something that Indigenous people have been talking about for years, so fucking long, longer than colonizers existed. And this is just a human thing. And again, like Indigenous cultures are, are I said again, but the Indigenous cultures are so great at really understanding what humans are, what human, how humans operate. And we are learning to reclaim our humanity as we've been ripped away from it. And through this process, through this mandala of right relationship, I think we'll really come to our roots, both in terms of our history, being accountable for our histories, whatever that may look like, for you and also knowing to a greater degree what it is to move forward as a collective not just as an individual but as a collective society so this is so so crucial we have to move forward as a collective and that doesn't mean we all have to be the same it just means that we are learning to cooperate and collaborate in ways that we are maybe not currently doing now and again holding ourselves accountable for what has happened being in that right relationship and as we move through this field and shift towards this new system it is going to require imagining that new system, imagining really what does that look like in all senses of the mandala, right? Whether it's how you get your food, whether it's how you speak to people, whether it's your relationship with technology, with money, we are readdressing. And I'm noticing this, particularly in the coaching world of like people, this force of like, readdressing all of your relationships and how you relate to the world and that is what nature is that is what reality is it is all relationships it is everything relating to everything else and understanding that oh shit it's all a, it's all one thing right there's no separation and you know particularly on the path that i'm taking with dr john churchill and the buddhism sort of path that i've been on in, in different loose ways in this path of service, this the bodhisattva path is that you are not liberated till everyone is liberated. And that understanding is what the bodhisattva path is about. That you are continually doing your best to evolve and to help liberate others so that we may all be liberated because we are all connected. Whatever that means. I'm not 100% sure exactly, but we'll, we'll find out and we'll see. And, and I'm not worried about this world necessary, necessarily, even though there's things that seem very concerning. And it's hard some days. It's hard to see the disparities that exist. 
but I know that this is part of the unfolding. This is part of the unfolding of this new reality, of this new mandala, of, this, of these new systems, which can actually lead to the benefit of humanity and the earth simultaneously. So, hey, friends, if you enjoyed this podcast, please give a follow, a subscribe, a like, whatever it takes to help uh, take this podcast off the ground. I would really, really appreciate that. Please also follow me on social media. And if you want to go into deeper conversation with me, then please check out my Pensite page at pensite.com forward slash X forward slash Eco Patterns Coaching to book a call or book a package. And either way, just another way to kind of interact and get deeper in conversation with the things that we have been talking about so far. Anyways, thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you again in the next one. Take care.